What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. What a week it was. Really, what a day it was today. Like, most of the big news for the week uh, happened today. You already know what we're going to talk about later in the show. Uh, We got some Royal Rumble thoughts as well. Royal Rumble, Micah and mine's uh, favorite WWE pay-per-view event happened this past uh this past weekend. Yeah. Um anything new game wise for you? I I've still been just playing Ghost of Tsushima wrapping up. Um the collective. I've time. I've remembered that uh I haven't finished Yakuza. I'm in like chapter twelve of fifteen, so mm. I should probably go ahead and finish that. Well you got you got three months before you gotta worry and, about uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Assassin's Creed Valhalla I gotta finish, but I there's no way I'm going to be able to finish that by uh, by uh, by May. I mean, you it's could. Just, so with my schedule. Well, if if you're if you're just concerned with the campaign, um, you can look online to see which regions you have to do in order to progress the story. Because mm-hmm. you don't have to do every region to progress the story. Like, there's only certain ones where you have to do the quest line in to actually move the story forward. Um, I, of course, picked one of those as the last region that I did <laughs> the main quest in accidentally. I should have looked at a guide first because I was anxious to to get to the end of that story <laughs> at some point. <laughs> um, and then obviously, like, if you want the true – not the true ending, but if you want to get, like, all the other shit and, you know, finish the Order of the Ancients quest line and all that jazz, then you'll, you'll have to do a lot of other stuff to get leveled. Um, yeah, properly to do that thing, to do those things. Um, yeah, like I said, nothing new for me. I, I've been reading a lot of books and, and, uh, playing more board games lately. Been re- what books are you reading? I'm, I'm curious to find out what I, everybody know. Everybody who listens to any of the podcasts mm-hmm. that we're on, they know the type of books I like to read. They're generally, uh, uh, schlocky military science fiction. <laughs> so uh what type of books does brad read so the the type of books that i read generally um are a lot of nonfiction, a lot of political nonfiction, um primarily to the mm. surprise of no one who's a fan of this network probably you're, you're you're smart yeah um yeah i'll take that and then uh as far as like uh <laughs> as as far as fiction book fictional books uh, i am also a sci-fi fan um, I was huge into the Star Wars EU uh, way back when. Been, I've been I've been mulling reading the uh, the Thrawn trilogy again because that's my favorite uh, series of books in the Star Wars uh, former canon uh, mm. that used to exist. Uh, but I so I I I think I talked on the show. I finished Dune a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I don't feel any need to read further into the Dune franchise because I've heard that the first book is about the peak of Dune. <laughs> and, and then it's all downhill from there. Um, I did read, so I started reading the Mass Effect books. Um, and the first one was fine; it was good. Um, I enjoyed having the the backstory uh, with Saren and and Captain Anderson. And then the second one, I wasn't expecting to get into as much, and it turned out to be quite a page turner. So much so that once I finished it, uh, I've moved on to the third one. Um, I don't remember the names of them, like the little subtitles. Uh, that they are. Yeah, they're like Ascension or, or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. 
Um, all, all I know is Deception is the fourth book, and that also is one to avoid, from what I understand. Yeah, that one's not. Um, you can, you can, you can do without it. Yeah, those first three books are pretty good. I've all, I also started reading the first book in the Eclipse saga, or not, not the Eclipse, the Expanse saga. Um, and then I watched uh, the yeah. first episode of the Expanse TV show, and I'm not sure if I want to continue on, and if I do continue on, in which medium. I plan on consuming it. If I do continue on with the series, I'll probably read the books. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, everyone swears by that show, mm-hmm. but I haven't. Uh, I've read a couple of the books, um, and everyone swears like that show is just like the tits, right? And and I haven't seen it yet, so I'm I'm going to wait for it all to end, mm-hmm. and then I'll and then I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Um, as far as nonfiction, the next book that I plan on reading um, is Reaganland. But I'm not sure if I want to read the books that preceded it. Um, that kind, the, the the downfall of the Republican Party fascinates me from like a very Schadenfreude uh, <laughs> aspect. So so like like I like I read American Carnage, which was a really fun book detailing like the collapse of the party from just about Obama's election through the beginning of the Trump era, and that was really fun. Um, <laughs> And and yeah, so so Reagan Land I've heard is really good. Uh, it's also like nine hundred pages. Not sure if I'm ready to tackle that quite yet. Yeah, but uh, ev- eventually I will though. Eventually I will. Um, but yeah, so that, that's that's what I read, Mike. I could I can I could probably turn to you for some good sci-fi recommendations as well. So um, I got a whole I got a whole series of stuff over there that yeah. uh, if you like military sci-fi, I can recommend. But. Yeah, ne- I mean, Neuro- Neuromancer is on my to-do list right now. Um, it's it's a Neuromancer's fun. It's it's you know it's one of those books where it's like you you gotta read it yeah. right. Like if you're a, if you're a sci-fi fan, you gotta read it. It's got ninjas and pizza and shit in it. And <laughs> then and you know you can do uh, Snow Crash. Snow Crash is all, yeah. I got I got that book earmarked Snow Crash as well. Is very so. good. Yeah. The sequel is okay. I like the original, but yeah, Snow Crash. I mean, look when when your main character's name is Hero Protagonist, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna pick that book up and at least give it a. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it at least a paragraph or two. There you go. <laughs> anyway, anyway, this is a video game podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, PlayStation Plus has a pretty stacked month ahead of it here. Um, right. Destruction All Stars is finally out. We knew this was gonna be free when they released it. Well, that's out today. You can play it. A couple folks in the Dens Pixels Discord has said that it's fun. Um, so definitely worth checking that out for free. Uh, Control Ultimate Edition released on PlayStation today. And guess what? That is also on PlayStation Plus for free. <laughs> and there's and there's a PS5 uh, upgrade for it as well. They, they need to... <laughs> Like like uh, that that game had a weird rollout, right? Like, uh-huh. oh, here's control, and then oh, here's the ultimate edition with all these great upgrades. But like, we we're not gonna give it to you if you already own the game. You got to buy the game again. So. And now and now it's free. It, and now it's free. So <laughs> wow, wow. And and then Concrete Genie, uh, an indie darling uh, from the PlayStation Studios team, uh, is also available for free. A PS4 game. Heard good things. <laughs> 
Excellent. Yeah, like I said, a solid month. I might actually play Control. Like I said, free ninety nine is the best uh, is the best price that there is. So I'm getting ready to download it right now. There you go. Um, and I'm <laughs> and I'm sure I'll have time because, like I said, I'm almost done with Ghost of Tsushima, at least the single player uh, aspects of it. So. Uh, as far as other new releases that came out, uh, Cultist Simulator Initiate Edition came to Nintendo Switch today. Uh, so did Luciform on PC, uh, Valheim on PC. Uh, on Thursday, a bunch of Switch games and a few other things coming out. Odysseus Cosmos and his Robot Quest on the Switch. Uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood comes to PC, PlayStation, Xbox and that's it. Uh, Kinetic Edge comes to PC. Neo Remastered Complete Edition comes to PS5 and PC. Neo 2 Complete Edition comes to PC and PS4. And then Neo 2 Remastered Complete Edition comes to PS5. Uh, and then RE0 Starting Life in Another World, The Prophecy of the Throne. Calm down with your titles, Japanese developers. <laughs> Jesus. Comes to PlayStation and Switch. And then Ampersat, not Ampersand, but Ampersat comes to PC. This week, um, that's a that's a that's a pretty healthy selection, yeah. of uh, of games. I know a lot of folks are excited about playing the Neo games on PS5 with 4K 60 graphics and all that jazz. Yeah, so you can uh, so you can die over and over again uh, <laughs> in 4K. Although I don't hear people talk about that game being as difficult as. The uh, you know, the the Souls games or or Sekiro so. or Sekiro, right? Yeah. So, um, ad read. Uh, you can go to our Discord. We have a Discord. We have a Discord. Brad mentioned it uh, earlier. Um, in order to get to the Discord, you should go to uh, our Facebook page, uh, densepixels.com slash Facebook. Uh, slash fans. Fans. Thank yes. you. Facebook.com slash fans. Uh, it's like your own phone number. Like, I don't know my own number because I don't dial myself. Uh, there you can go to our, uh, fan group and right there on the announcements is a big invite for the discord. Uh, we had a lot of fun there. We, we, especially, uh, on, on, uh, Sunday, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, when we were talking Royal rumble, um, you can go to youtube.com slash dense pixels, subscribe. And uh, you can look at this merch that I'm wearing, and I'm not getting paid for. Uh, it's my it's this N7 hoodie that uh, still fits because because uh, I bought a baggy hoodie just in case <laughs> I get big and uh, I'm a little bigger than I was. So, uh, but it still fits and it looks badass, right? Commander Shepard has one of these in I is it the third Mass Effect where you can wear a hoodie? I think in two you could also. Yeah, while you're so, on the Normandy, at least. So, yeah, that's after uh, that's after Shepard died and came back to life. That's right. <laughs> that game was wild, man. Uh, you can subscribe to all of the TNP Studios podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, including the Nerd Apocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions, and the weekly preview episode of Look Forward Political Podcast. Um, Coming Distractions is back mm-hmm. now that movies are being released. In this uh, brave new world that we're in, uh, we are doing uh, as many reviews as we possibly can. We did a review on the new Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, Jared Leto movie, The Little Things. Um, and there are a couple other uh, reviews out that uh, you might want to take a look at. So um, go to densepixels.com slash premium 
for five dollars a month, fifty dollars for the full year, you get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grimaces, no time to bleed, the men with the golden tongues, upstage conversation, and the full episode, the full two hour ish episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Yes. I don't have anything to say about it because they're recording it tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. And uh and me and Carrie are doing upstage this week. Uh show it'll probably be in the feeds next week with a movie uh starring young Gerard Butler and directed by Joel Schumacher. So I don't see how this could possibly end up <laughs> going poorly. Wow. Yeah. I'm not looking right. forward to it. <laughs> I haven't I haven't watched the movie yet, but I I, kn- I know I'm not going to enjoy myself. But that usually makes for a better for a better show. So, <laughs> so that's all well and good. Into the news, uh, college football fans rejoice uh, for the first time in seven years, eight years at this point almost. Uh, EA has announced that they are developing a college football game. Uh, it's going to be called EA Sports College Football. Notably, does not have the NCAA license. It does have the uh, CLC license, so they're still able to use most of the team, uh, like logos and stadiums and and things and uniforms and things of that nature. Uh, however, uh, they will still not be able to use uh, the names of the student athletes in the game. It'll be much like college football games of your. Uh, where you have an avatar that kind of represents the player and with their number and their attributes, but no name, essentially. Uh, They said they're still looking at the name part of it. Uh, Obviously, that does require compensation to college football folks to use their likenesses and names in the game, which would require them to get paid, which currently is not legal under the bylaws of the NCAA. So I thought that was changing or is that only in like California? Uh, that might only be in like California. The NCAA really does not want to have to pay uh, student athletes, even though they absolutely fucking should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nobody wants to pay slaves. Get out of here. What's the point <laughs> of having a slave if you got to, if you got to pay for it. Right. Cause they need all that money to go to, to the school and, and school presidents and, and your head coaches and stuff like that, that you pay <laughs> like $7 million salaries to, to get there. Um, exactly. Yeah, a lot of folks are really excited. Um, even people that might not be fans of college football per se uh, are excited because this was always a lot of folks' preferred EA Sports football game um, because college is a little bit more freewheeling, fast and loose playing uh, than Madden is. Madden is very – you know, plays like the NFL and colleges have a lot of different offensive schemes. Uh, there's some different rules that make the game a little bit more – uh, loose and 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 just more fun. Um, I used to play the NCAA games back in the day. Um, I don't think I'll be worried about getting this when it comes out, but a lot of folks are really stoked uh, that college football is coming back. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, I barely follow uh, professional sports. Mm-hmm. I damn sure don't follow uh, amateur sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to ask you what uh, you know what the what the difference is. Like I remember people loving. Mm-hmm. college football. So um, in, col- in, in college football, um, there's, I mean, there, there's, a, there's over a hundred schools, first of all, in, in division one. So like there's a ton of different teams of varying degrees of skill and 
the thing with college football over pro football is that college football, you can get by on a lot of wacky shit that would never work in the NFL. Like, like you can run your whole offense around your quarterback and have like running quarterbacks and quarterbacks that, you know, are a lot more dynamic. Like think like Lamar Jackson type types, but everyone has them Um, because the skill level across a college team is going to be a little bit more inconsistent. Whereas in the NFL, it's the best of the best that make it to the NFL. So if you try that dumb shit in the pros, they're fast enough that they're going <laughs> to, that, yeah, that they're going to end your career before right. you really get started. Right. So you get a lot more things like you get um, the option offense is very popular in college where uh, quarterbacks will, it, it's called the option because they'll snap the ball and they have the option to run it themselves, to pitch it to a running back or to throw it down the field. And they can kind of freewheel a little bit more um, college overtime rules are a lot more fun uh, because it's more of like a shootout style instead of just sudden death, um, which is always pretty neat and can get kind of crazy if the shootout goes on for <laughs> – for like, like basically in college overtime, you put the ball on the 25-yard line and you just try to score a touchdown essentially. And if and if, and if and each team gets the ball and they go tit for tat basically and whoever fails to – you know whoever can't match what their opponent does – uh, is going to win the oh, game. Oh, so it's like a so it's like a game of horse. Kind of, sort of, yeah. In a, in, <laughs> oh, in, in cool. a lot of ways, and and the other thing with college too is that the scores can be a little bit more wacky because their kickers aren't nearly as good. Um, like they'll miss like third, you know, like forty yard field goals, whereas in the pros it's automatic almost yeah. kicking from that distance. Um, so there's a lot. Just, it, the 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 skill level being less good in college uh, makes for a more fun game to watch. Ah, so okay. like cra- crazier shit can happen in college than usually happens in the pros. And the, and the game does a good job of conveying that in many ways. So the less, the, the lower the skill level, uh-huh. the more entertaining. Why the hell didn't the XFL succeed either time? Because <laughs> you still need to have like a baseline of skill level. I mean, there, there, there's a few other things. Like co- in college, you only have to have one foot inbounds to make a catch for it to be legal um, the hash marks are wider on the field in college so that you have more of one side of the field or the other to play with, which can create some, some interesting things. So it's uh that, that those are the biggest differences between college and pro ball. Nice. Yep. Nice. You mean there's no, there's no setting the ball on the 50 yard line and having the two teams run at each other to try and get it. No. Well, I, I'm sure they're going to, uh, I don't, I don't know what the kickoff rules now in college are, but, uh, they used to do that in the XFL. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, they had, they had two players, two players running at each other, yeah, doing that and shit. And they would concuss each other because they're trying to <laughs> they're playing smear the queer, and they're like, ah, like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> like, no wonder you fail. Yep. Um. So Ninja Theory uh, is a Microsoft studio now. Their first game under this effort was Bleeding Edge, which was a uh, like a multiplayer. Uh, Fighting game, not not like a Street Fighter style fighting game, but like a like a combat game, um, and that's already got the kibosh put on it. Uh, Ninja Theory said that they're uh, they're not going to be putting any more content updates out for the game. Um, it's been running for, geez, a little over a year, I think. At this point, really? Yeah, 
Hasn't wow. been very long. Um, so I'd have to imagine that this was not a successful endeavor, unfortunately for them. Uh, I would imagine that Ninja Theory's probably been working on something else anyway in the meantime alongside of this. So I don't think it's like we're going to have to wait forever. But a little bit of a ominous sign um, that the first big game coming from – I guess this wasn't the first big game coming from the Microsoft Studio Partnership. But one of the, one of the first uh, outputs uh, has not been a crazy success. Yeah, this was the game that I was talking about when I said I didn't even know this game came out. Mm. Um I uh, I remember hearing about it, and I'm just like, all right, this looks like another generic like hero shooter, right? And and it's weird, like they literally all kind of look alike, mm-hmm. um, and it just um, I, I I don't know, man, I don't know. Uh, this thing looked DOA the moment I saw it, but. Uh, you know, I, I'm not into those type of games, so I don't, uh, I don't know. Well, you turned out yeah. to be prophetic then, if that's what you thought when you first saw the <laughs> game. So. Yeah, like I said, it's it's unfortunate. Um, Microsoft needs a hit, man. Like like they need a hit from one of these studios, that these second party studios that they that they've picked up. I guess they're first party studios now, technically, but you know what I'm talking about. Like not not their core their core group of studios. Yeah, so. man. Um, I don't think. Uh, uh, I need to look up because I'm trying to guess which company will be the one to give them their first real big hit. Mm. You know, that's not a Halo. You Beth- know what I mean? Bethesda. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm thinking it's that. I'm thinking it's Bethesda, right? Like I'm thinking it's going to be Bethesda, and you know, Death Death Proof or whatever doesn't count. Um, you know, I'm talking about something exclusively that you can only buy on this system. Right. That's like a new, that's like a new IP or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably Bethesda, which is. And even, and even we don't know if those games are going to necessarily be uh, exclusive. They could very well be uh, multi-platform because again, why would you cut that audience off? Um, Needlessly. It's, it's, I don't think like it's and again it's we uh, we say the same thing about Ghost of Tsushima, but I think that this can apply to PlayStation writ large. I don't know if PlayStation Studios truly gets the level of credit that they deserve for just putting out game after game. Like even their missteps are still pretty good. Like Days Gone, I don't think was as successful as. You know, like your Uncharted's or your Horizons or or Last of Us's and things like that, but Days Gone was still very successful and also ended up becoming a pretty good game once they got a lot of the a lot of the shit ironed out. Um, yeah. After after a rocky launch. Yeah, yeah. When I think um, when I think of which system has like the the games that are not necessarily taking chances, but mm-hmm. They're, they're, you know, because Days Gone is a zombie game and an open world game, right? Like, I get it, right? Like, it's, those games are a dime a dozen, but they, but, but it feels like a PlayStation game. Mm-hmm. It feels like a game that I would only play on that system. And it, it you know, it's part of their branding. Like, I just, just like Halo and Gears are, you know, they're shooters, right? First and third person shooters, right? They're, they're a dime a dozen, but they, but they, they say 
Xbox, Microsoft. And I don't see a lot. Of, and, and there are a lot of those for PlayStation, mm-hmm. and they're not for, for uh, Microsoft. And I really want there to be, man. Like, like it, it, this, this year, this mm-hmm. new, this generation, to me, feels like it's ripe for like some, some all just brand new stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I, that's what I'm most looking forward to. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, it's strange. And, and again, PlayStation, I feel like, is being very smart with how they release games. So, like, take Destruction All-Stars, for example. Um, if, when that, if that game came out at launch, or even if it came out today, but it was a $60 game, I don't know that it would end up being successful because it kind of looks a little cheesy, right? Like, you're not really sure what it's all about. Releasing it for free is really smart because you're going to get it in people's hands that would not normally have forked over 60 bucks to play that game. And if the game ends up being really good, then you will get those sales from the, yeah. from that game when it comes off a of plus after the fact. So like I said, it's, I, I, it's, it's interesting to see it continue forward because I know everyone thought that this generation was ripe for kind of, you know, things to switch because, you know, this industry is cyclical and usually whoever's on top one generation, the other person usually comes on top. So far, I don't feel like that's been the case in the, in the couple of months uh, since the new consoles have come out because PlayStation's put out some, some bangers. I mean, they put out games of the year right. for multiple years. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Um, here's some, some news that surprised me. I always think the 3DS sold more than it did. Um, but that doesn't make this feat any less impressive. The Nintendo switch has officially outsold the Nintendo 3DS at this point, the 3DS and all of its many iterations, uh, sold just under 76 million units during its life cycle. Uh, the Nintendo switch is sitting just under 80 million units, uh, in a little under four years time. Since its release in March of 2017. Wow. Very impressive. Yeah, man. I, you know, the 3DS is, um, boy, I, I know you said it, you always think it, it does, it's done better than what it has done, but mm-hmm. it's still done a lot, man. It did. And, and, uh, the switch, man, I, Nintendo is very good at what it does, man. Like you say whatever you want about, you know, how they do business. Mm-hmm. They're they're very good at what they are good at, right? Like uh, that might sound stupid, mm-hmm. but but no one else can do what they do. And they do it. Not only do they do it the best out of, you know, by default. Mm-hmm. They they always outdo themselves. Correct. And and they're not afraid to take chances. Like that's why that's what I respect about Nintendo. Not the not the legacy characters and franchises that they have. Like, nah, yo. Like they had they had a controller that had a penis in the middle of it and a nipple on top of it. Like it, it but and but everybody played that N sixty everybody used that N sixty four controller and the 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 GameCube controller. That I hate. People <laughs> love it. People love those oddly shaped buttons and just the the the, the spongy triggers and all that. Like it's a trash controller, but people love it. And they're not afraid to they're not afraid to take chances. And and other companies have have tried to copy them. They've tried, especially in the handheld market. Mm-hmm. 
Like, get out of here. Sega tried. They had a ginormous fucking game gear that 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 just that just chewed up batteries like it was just nothing. And it failed. Sony, I mean, if anything was going to 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 topple Nintendo in the handheld market, I would have thought that the PSP would have done. Yeah. And no, it was it was I mean, the the original PSP was not a dud. Um, but it certainly wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't ending, it wasn't competing with Nintendo in the same way. Um, so interestingly, the switch, if, if you look at the 46 month, um, trends between all the, the recent Nintendo consoles, the switch is currently pacing ahead of the Nintendo Wii in terms of units sold. The Wii had only shipped about 75 million units at this point, almost four years into its life cycle. Uh, the switch is going to probably exceed the lifetime sales of the Nintendo Wii, uh, early next year, which is an insane, insane thing to, to think because the Wii was like a once in a lifetime lightning in a bottle console. Um, and the switch is going to outpace it and outpace it easily. Like, like if, if the switch continues on its current path and we get a switch pro, which everyone is expecting eventually at some point, um, to come out, it could approach like PS2 sales numbers, which is (laughs) wild. wild Yes. (laughs) Um, and I never thought we'd see any console ship that high. And and I, I just go back to when they first unveiled it. And our like knee jerk reaction was just like, I don't know. <laughs> right, like, I don't know about this. <laughs> this seems like a misstep. Boy, boy, were we uh boy were we wrong. Yeah, man. They're the they're the Marvel Studios of of video game manufacturing, man. Like they they know what they're doing, man. That's Everybody a- copies them. Nobody can do it. I it's just it's wild to me. It's wild. And it can't just be the franchises, right? It can't be. Like, there's only so much that 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 the name of the well, okay, maybe it is because those those franchises, the games are actually good. Mm. So maybe that's part of it. But it, you know, it, I mean, it the the Switch truly does. I mean, the, the, I think the reason it's so successful, and this and this is why the fact that the Vita was not successful is is mystifying in many ways. The Switch is really the first console to truly capture a home console experience that you can take with you in your pocket. Like 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 the Vita was supposed to be that, but it was still very like like it still felt like a handheld. It just a, it, it it felt it just felt like a pretty version of a PSP whereas the the Switch does truly feel like a actual game console. Yeah. And I th- and I think that's I think that's it. And then, like you said, combine that with software that's excellent. I mean, and to be fair, how many companies can launch with you know one of the greatest games of the generation at launch, and then six months later come out with one of the other greatest games of the generation <laughs> in Mario Odyssey, and and just kind of have those two bookending the year to and not to mention, hey, Mario Kart Eight was a great, you know, the greatest, the best Mario Kart game ever, but nobody played it because it was on this trash system that nobody bought. So we can just re-release that too. And all of a sudden, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's like a crazy seller as well. Like you had, you had all of that through that first year of the Switch. 
um, which which did not hurt it. Animal Crossing, by the way, it wasn't in this article, but I saw it mentioned elsewhere. Over 31 million copies sold of Animal Crossing Jesus. in less than in 10 months. Uh, you know what? When, whenever I hear numbers like that, I'm like, I'm looking at my wallet like, like FOMO is calling me. <laughs> but I really don't need to pick up the phone because I like I want to know what what it what it is about that game. You know what I mean? Uh, I just I, I I don't know. I don't know. So like, is this the game that I that that I could get my wife to play to to, to get into this stuff? You know, maybe, I mean? maybe I don't know. Yeah, so. I don't know. Uh, Blizzard has announced the. The briefest of details for BlizzCon Line, which is going to be on February 19th, uh, starting on February 19th, I should say, in just a couple weeks' time. Uh, We're expecting to see updates from Diablo 4, from Overwatch 2, and World of Warcraft. Uh, We might also see some new Hearthstone expansion stuff, and I would expect some news on Diablo Immortal. Uh, Apparently, there's going to be six channels of programming, including a shitload of panels and things of that nature. So... Looking forward to BlizzCon line. I want to see more Diablo 4 stuff. I'd like a release date or at least a release window uh, for Diablo 4. If possible, that'd be great. So waiting with bated breath on that one. There you go. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone has seen an exodus of quite a few high-profile streamers uh, from its game because they are upset that Activision hasn't really done much about the rampant cheating going on in the game. Uh, Vic star is a uh, popular YouTuber who primarily plays Warzone. Uh, he released a video saying that the game was in the worst state that it's ever been uh, because Activision is not addressing how many hackers there are in the game. Uh, the player base of the game is now so saturated with hackers. He says that you tend to find them in every single lobby um, to their credit. Uh, Activision did ban over 60,000 accounts in Call of Duty Warzone uh, today, uh, which I would assume is their attempt to at least dig into this cheating problem a little bit. Uh, but here's the thing, man. If you can't, it, it's it's tough to stay ahead of the hackers uh, with this stuff because the you know the minute that you find you know a cl- the minute you close the loop on the exploit, they find new ways to exploit your game, and so it's it's a, it's a constant tit for tat, and you're you're always running behind them. Yeah. In a lot of ways. So so games like this are difficult. Um, when you have a game that's free to play, it's exponentially more difficult because there's no barrier to re-entry uh, to get back into the game. You just have to ha- create, you know, have a, create a new email address, basically, and make a new account, and then you're ready to rock and roll. You don't have to put down another 60 bucks um, to, to get back into the mix. So this is unfortunate, uh, but it's they're hardly the first game to see these kind of issues. And they're not going to be the last. Uh, this is going to be a, a problem. And it's, it's amazing that games like Fortnite don't see these kind of problems, though, on so, on a wide scale. <laughs> he said he revealed he ran into a hacker who was live streaming themselves, actively hacking on Facebook gaming. God damn. That's yeah, pretty fucking bold to, <laughs> to, to be that uh, that brazen about it. Jesus, man. Um, yeah, that sucks, man. Uh, uh, goddamn cheaters. Uh, I just don't, I don't like if you, I'm not, I'm not going to endorse cheating. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to cheat, like cheat in life, 
right? Like cheat to make yourself like, like, like rich and famous, like, like commit crimes. You know what I mean? Like what's the point of cheating in a video game? I, I just, I, I, I think, I think people that do that shit just enjoy, just enjoy greeting people, just enjoy making other people miserable, which is a really fucking sad way to live your, to live your it life. It really is, man. Like God, uh, as I get older, man, I'm just like, yo, what is the point of this? Life's too short. Yep. Yep. People dying from, 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 uh, 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 breathing in the air for God's sakes. Like let people enjoy their games, man. God damn it. Finally in the news, speaking, speaking of enjoying your games, um, the internet has been a little, uh, little wild for, uh, for lady, Dimitrescu, uh, the, the villain from the upcoming Resident Evil Village game, um, lot, lot, lot of people letting their freak flag fly online in the wake of this character, which look, we're not here to kink shame. Look, I'm not here to judge you. I, I, (laughs) trust me, I'm not here to judge you. So, uh, it, it, (laughs) fucking glass glass houses and all that shit. Tomonori Takano, who's the art director for the game. Uh, made sure to let everyone know the answer to a question that everyone has been wondering. Uh, how tall is Lady Dimitrescu? Uh, she is apparently nine feet, six inches tall, uh, which is very tall. It's very tall. Yes. Um, this uh, this woman, has, so I've been doing a little bit of uh, research mm-hmm. on, on this lady. Uh, uh, if you, Look, if you're going to do research on this character, say search on. I mean, unless, <laughs> unless that's your thing, right? Unless that's your thing. Um, it, it, and, and it looks like she's kind of based on this, this Japanese, uh, monster, mm-hmm. uh, called Hachishaku Sama, uh, which translates to eight foot tall woman. Okay. And, and the one, the, the character kind of lures children in. Uh, and eventually ends up like killing them mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and then, uh, you know, it gets, the research went, went differently after that. Uh, uh, so yeah, I'm going to have to make sure that I have safe search on when my boy starts to grow up some. Um, but yeah, man, this is, uh, this woman is nine feet tall with heels, with heels. Mm. Uh, and the hat, um, and yeah, this monster wears a wears like a wears like a a, a, a white dress, mm-hmm. and it has like a wide brimmed hat traditionally. Uh, so yeah, this this monster, this this vampire is kind of based on Japanese folklore. Man, look at all these pictures. Yep, people are having their fun. Right. So people are having their fun. Um, uh, something that's not fun, um, uh, and I don't I don't see it here. But uh, so there are Lady Dimitrescu has daughters mm-hmm. in the game, and um, uh, you know all these people are played by actors, and unfortunately, the actor who plays the daughters mm-hmm. in the game she she does the voices she uses her likeness. Uh, she was a voice actor. I'm, I'm going to try and remember, find her name. She passed away, man. Uh, yeah, I, I she, forgot to put that on there. She passed away, and she was only uh, she was in her 30s, man. And uh, 
you know, it's really it's just. I mean, I don't mean to bum people out, mm-hmm. but uh, and I'm, I'm I'm doing a poor job of of finding this woman's name, but uh, safe home to this woman, man. Um, uh, Jean- Jeanette Mouse is the uh, yes. is the actress's name. Thank you. Um, you know, it just it's just kind of it's just kind of sad, and um, like I know everyone's having their fun, but like let's not forget like things that matter. Well, and mean, and meanwhile, fans of the game um actually donated uh 60,000 raised $60,000 to donate to her uh, husband and son in the wake of her wonderful. her passing away, which is cool. That's wonderful, man. That's wonderful. Like don't like yeah, like like gamers get a bad rap. I'm glad you brought that up cuz mm-hmm. gamers get a bad rap, right? Like like we're we're just all a bunch of basement dwellers. I'll I'll have you know, I'm on my second floor. <laughs> Not in my basement because I don't have a basement. I'm dwelling in my second floor. Uh, but we get a we get a bad rap that you know we're social outcasts and don't really give a shit. Like, nah, man, that couldn't be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, she she so was also yeah. in uh, Charm City Kings as well. Apparently, I have to I have to look her up see if I can find her uh, see if I can find uh, uh, where she was in that. But uh, yeah. Safe home. That, um, yeah, that's it for the news. So, look, I don't know if you guys are are really helping because. Well, I I, th- uh, I think we've helped. I I, I think that single handedly uh, we have helped uh, Jeff feel like he can he can relax a little bit. <laughs> I was gonna go the other way. Yeah. I was gonna be like, look, I I I figured Jeff is thinking. People aren't going to densepixels.com slash Amazon enough. I don't know if I can take this. Oh, he feels like he failed. He feels like he failed. I see. And he's got a he's got a step. He he's like, all right, maybe, maybe someone else needs to hold the reins because people aren't going to densepixels.com slash Amazon enough. And and I just don't I just don't know what to do. So let's everybody go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. And help Jeff as they are now building a spiral-like building in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Yeah. For their second global headquarters. Yes. Which 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 looks straight out of The Last of Us, basically. If you've seen <laughs> if you've seen the artist uh the artist uh sketch render of what the building's supposed to look like <laughs> when it's completed. Or 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 as or as someone said on Twitter, I saw is is like it looks like Jeff Bezos is going is trying for a science victory <laughs> in this in this game of civilization. Um, but yeah, go, go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. Look that fancy spiral headquarters with you know external staircases and you know plants spiraling up the building is not going to build itself. And uh, and then and then you can help us build the TNP uh, headquarters, which is going to be like four metal walls in, in arranged like a shed, probably I mean, in Jay's let's, backyard. Let's, let's right. I was about to say it's just going to be a new addition to Jay's house. That's the <laughs> last thing we need. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
man, this building looks ridiculous. It does I, look I, ridiculous. God even damn. even even you as a fan of as a fan of architecture or don't don't appreciate the uh, the unique design. It's doing too much, man. It's doing too it's much. It's doing way too much. Um, and it's I I have to travel through Virginia mm-hmm. uh, as part of uh, my job, and it's I know exactly where this is going to be. It's going to be an eyesore. <laughs> um, but hey, it'll 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 be something. Speaking of things that have been something. Uh, we've, we've talked ad nauseum for the last, what, year and a half, I guess, give or take, about the massive success uh, that Google Stadia has been since it has entered our lives uh, many, many months ago. Uh, it's so successful that Google has said, you know what? Maybe we don't actually have to develop video games for this thing anymore. Uh, despite coming out with, like, what, one game, maybe, or zero games? I, I couldn't even tell you, honestly. Uh, Google has shut down its internal game development studio, uh, and Jade Raymond has left the company because there's nothing there for her to do anymore without a game studio to run. Uh, so, yeah, apparently 150 developers uh, have been affected by this, but according to Phil Harrison, uh, who is running the Stadia project, uh, most of the, uh, development team will be moving on to new roles within the company. Uh, and yeah, so this is a great sign that Sadie is doing real well, Micah, that, uh, they decided, you know what, we're just going to put out other people's games onto this surface and not actually worry about making our own. Um, one, uh, there really needs to be a satire font, because <laughs> I looked at this and I'm like, what is Brad smoking? Right. But <laughs> when, when you labeled the, when you labeled the, the link uh, that you could see in the show. Micah, you have known me long enough to know that my sarcasm <laughs> is drier than the Sahara Desert. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. How long before, uh, before this is just, I mean, look, just, we're, we're uh, already cutting costs by not developing video <laughs> games. What I mean, I mean, honestly, they probably took a look at, how much money Amazon flushed down the toilet with that. I can't remember the name of that fucking game that they were developing that they pulled the plug on this summer. Um, and they were just like, you know what? We don't have to get into this. And and here's the other thing too, is that obviously they know how many people have the Stadia service and are using it on a regular basis. And that is their audience for whatever games come out on this service. So if they're like, huh, it's not worth catering to this audience and spending all this money uh, to the, you know, here's how successful we think these games are going to be. That tells me a lot about how Stadia is doing right now. Yeah. I mean, the fa- and again, the fact they're giving away controllers, they're giving away, you know, the, the Chromecast Ultras to try to get anybody and everybody to, to, to get this shit. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I can't imagine it's going well. And 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 as an, another article uh, that I saw coined it, they're basically seeding uh, the cloud gaming environment to xCloud at this point in many ways, or, or at least this is the start of that. So, <laughs> stay in your lane. Look to quote uh, to quote Kurt Henning, we're not the type of guys to tell you we told you so, but we told you so. <laughs> not not that any of you out there are surprised. I'm sure you guys are all smart people listening yeah, to this no, podcast no. as well. So, Mike. All right. The news that we've been waiting for came today, finally. 
And we now have details about the Mass Effect trilogy Legendary Edition, which is coming out in May. And the one thing, Micah, that I wanted, the thing that I prayed for from this trilogy that I didn't think we were going to get because they didn't they didn't talk about it when they first announced that this was coming out. They are revamping the first Mass Effect game to bring it in line with the other games in the series in terms of modernization and things of that nature. Uh, and I could not be happier. Could yeah. not be happier. Honestly, they could have just re-released the, the entire game looking the way it looked, mm -hmm. just revamping uh, uh, Mass Effect 1. And uh, while I am all, I will always and forever be a Mass Effect 1 apologist, I, I, you know, a lot of people didn't finish that game just mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, I can't play it, I can't play it. Like, no, it, it's, it's, it's a playable game. Mm -hmm. It's just a nuisance, right? The inventory is the grossest inventory system I've ever seen. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, man, I, I am, I am stoked, man. I am ready. Yeah, you're my, getting you're getting a better. Um, I mean, Mike, Micah normally takes an hour before he starts a Mass Effect game to create his character. He's now going to take three because you're getting an enhanced character creator starting from Mass Effect One. And I, I was watching a video. I forget what site it was from, mm -hmm. but uh, the person said that you're going to get new hairstyles to include black hair. Thank the Lord. <laughs> I am tired of creating black people who are just bald. Like I'm just sick and tired of it. And I can't I can't wait. Every this game. every single environment in the first game especially. Like like the other games were were in such a state that you could just enhance them, right? Like you you didn't need to yeah. you didn't need to 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 do this. But for Mass Effect 1 in particular, they repainted like like the the artist the art director from the original game like repainted every single environment so it's still the same environments but they just look like they should like like you would expect them to look in a game that's coming out you know a couple of years ago not back in two thousand and seven um better lighting effects like they that you know they they're 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 just making everything look the way it's supposed to. The weapons are going to be balanced from the first game to feel more like they did in later iterations of the series. Uh, you're not going to have class restrictions on weapons in Mass Effect 1 anymore. Any class can use any weapon. Certain weapons can be better upgraded depending on what class you're using, but you now can use any weapon type regardless of the class that you choose, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, they're up. They're facelifting the HUD. Uh, boss encounters in the game have been adjusted, and it's going to have these squad controls from the later games in the series. Of course, the squad controls in Mass Effect One were pretty much non-existent. They were, they were, they were small suggestions, right? Like you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't even control your squad mates on an individual basis in Mass Effect One. Right. Like you, you could, <laughs> you could direct them together, um, but that's about it. But now you'll be able to direct them together. You'll be able to to quick map, you know, certain. Uh, abilities that they can use uh, to your controller as well, just like you could uh, in the other games. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. All the DLC is going to be there. Um, it's coming out May 14th. Uh, PlayStation 5 and Series X are not getting a specific version 
Uh, but of course, the game will be playable in 4K60 and will probably run fantastically on the new generation consoles. Uh, if you play on PC, they're adding controller support to the game, which I know a lot of people are really excited about as well. The only thing you're basically not getting in this collection is the multiplayer from Mass Effect 3, which is a shame, but that's not why I'm buying the set anyway. Right. Uh, you know, the Mass Effect multiplayer was really fun. It, it really was. But it's a small price to pay. Very much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, who cares? I want, uh, God, I can't wait for this. I cannot wait to play Mass Effect 1 again. Um, the way that I feel like it should be played. Mass Effect 1, like a lot of people sleep on it for, you know, whatever reason. Um, but it is a, it's a simpler story and it doesn't have that weird, like, I don't, at least I don't remember it having that weird RPG urgency, but not really mm -hmm. thing. And, um, yeah, man, I, I really, I really, really like that game. Um, God, I can't wait. Yo, afraid, why couldn't it be March? I know. You know what? Just, just, just do it. Just make do it, it, make it good. Just, just make, make it, it good. good. Yep. Just make it good. And, and maybe, maybe slow down on the vaccine rollout. So I don't have to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm willing to make that sacrifice to get people vaccinated, but that's it. This is the only reason why I'm, uh, this is it. Cause yeah, I can't wait to play this game, man. It's going to be great. Cannot wait. Like, just looking at the, at the, uh, the, this, this particular article has a, a couple of sliders that show the original and, uh, the legendary edition. And I mean, I look at it. Yeah. The side, the side by side pictures are great. So normally we would go to the post office here uh, and we just uh, – Duke asked the question about the uh, – about Google Stadia, which we'll address first. And then we'll circle back around to Royal Rumble because most of the other questions are Royal Rumble – are wrestling related. Um, so Google says, do you think they should license out their gaming cloud infrastructure to Sony or Nintendo since they are now just going to be a service basically? That's an interesting idea. Um, I think Nintendo's falling more into a partnership with Microsoft, if anything, or at least that's that's kind of how the tea leaves have been blowing. Them licensing out their service to Sony is an interesting proposition. Because Sony, of course, owns Gaikai, and that's what they kind of that's the structure that they used for PlayStation Now. But play, but Sony at least perceive has the perception of feeling like they're lagging behind the other guys when it comes to streaming. And I, and I'm pretty sure Sony would just as soon not have want to have to worry about that. Um, if the, if there was a partner that they could partner up with that could provide a good experience for that, for them. So that's interesting. I think to have yeah. that come up. Yeah, that is, um, I, yeah, I know. I didn't think of that. That's an interesting prospect. Yeah. So, that was the only video game related question in the post office. So let's, before we get into the wrestling questions, we'll talk briefly uh, about our, our thoughts uh, after the, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Um, I guess we'll talk about the individual matches before we talk about the Rumbles, Rumbles themselves. Um, look, I, so I, I continue to walk away 
impressed isn't the right word, pleased with how they've handled most of these Goldberg matches that we're forced to endure in terms of the actual match themselves. I just don't need to see them anymore. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that first part. Well, no, no. Well, I hardly ex- agree with the second. Except part. the Undertaker Goldberg match in Saudi Arabia. Like that's the obvious. Yeah. That's the obvious <laughs> exception. But for the most part, like like the matches against Brock Lesnar, the match against Braun Strowman last year. You know, and then this match with Drew McIntyre have gone better than I've expected them to go. Okay, all right. I I think that is a more accurate statement. Yes, the, but they aren't as bad as you as they could be, right? Uh, or you know, should be. But um, I I one hundred percent agree with you. I don't need to see Goldberg in the ring anymore. No, I really don't. I mean, it's I think it's amazing that he could still do the same two moves <laughs> multiple times that he did. 20 years ago but but at the same time like you know you gotta hang it up and like look i'm i was i was never a huge goldberg fan like mm-hmm. he like he felt contrived right mm-hmm. like he felt he felt oh okay here's a bald guy with a goatee and mustache and black trunks and he's uh, all right like i get it right mm-hmm. he, he he's he's the stone cold he's wcw stone cold right but at the same time, like, I I get it, but it's over. It's over. Do you do you think it is over? Like like do you think that that little moment that the two of them shared in the middle of the ring was Goldberg's like I'm I'm now leaving forever and not going to wrestle anymore? Do you uh, think this I, was any, it? Uh, outside of like a outside of like a blood money payday. <laughs> Yeah, I I think this is it, right? Because like, who? Uh, and unless Goldberg has like a tremendous ego, like mm. it, it, like the same ego that all of these wrestlers had in their heyday, which I I, I hope he doesn't. Uh, I think this is it, man. I uh, I I really hope that this is it. Like I said, I I just like this is your second or third biggest pay per view of the year. Don't you want to feature your champion in a match where he gets to perform like, well, like, 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 don't you want to put him up with somebody who can actually roll on his level instead of struggling to jackhammer him? Essentially. (laughs) Right. And when he did that jackhammer, man, I was like, Oh my God, dude, please, please don't mess this up. And, uh, it just, Look, I'm impressed. I'm impressed that Goldberg, you know, has kept himself in the shape that he has been able to keep himself. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, there's you know, he and uh he and the Undertaker have gone on record to say that, you know, today's WWE is soft, right? But nah, yo, nah, uh, nah, th- th- no. Like you don't it, it just, this reeks of old men living that glory days trying to it's and, and, it's, and it's it's really it's really disappointing to see many more wrestlers than I care to including some that I really like um lean more into the Hulk Hogan 
side of the equation. Yeah. Yeah, man. Then, 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 you know, going a different direction, for example, it's, it's, it kind of harkens back to the, the old phrase. Like it's in many ways, it's like the never meet your heroes kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, like never get like, like I, I feel like you could go one of two ways. Like you could go like the Hulk Hogan route or you can go like the Steve Austin route. And I, I would have expected more of these dudes to kind of go the Steve Austin route. And yeah, man. many, and too many of them are, are, are going the Hulk Hogan route, which is unfortunate. It's really, it's really bad, man. Like, like let let your legacy be your legacy, man. Like, you know what's on the Undertaker's legacy now? That Saudi Arabia match. Yep. You know what's on Goldberg's legacy? No matter how fucking artificially inflated it is, that Saudi match. And it just, yeah, man. I need these dudes to just kind of do what the business do what do what the business does, man. Go out on your back, putting somebody over. Let that guy roll, and then you you get your you get your you take your bow in the ring. Yeah, you leave your you leave your boots or whatever there, and then you don't come back. God, ima- imagine imagine if Undertaker's last match had been the Lesnar match. Man, right? <laughs> like, wouldn't like wouldn't that be a way better outcome? It really for him would, at the end man. of the day. It really would. You know, and then you can still have your tributes and all that. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not, I love all that stuff, but, um, but nah, man, nah, like, like, like you don't see, you don't see people, you know, in a sports hall of fame come back. I I, I just, I don't know. Now, I don't know. Polar opposite. Uh, the last man standing match for the universal championship between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. <laughs> Was a banger of a match. So the the greatest credit that any match could ever have is when you take a match that we all know what the outcome is going to be. Like every single one of us knew that Roman Reigns is going to win that match. If he drops the belt, it's not going to be until WrestleMania, right? Right. Every single one of us knew that Roman Reigns is going to win that match. But the fact that you could make us believe that that was not going to be the case at, at, at a point in that match. Is is a fantastic testament to the story that the match is telling. That um, that was a really fun match. Yeah, it really was, man. And um, it you know marred by a, a a bit of a dodgy. Well, look, finish. you you got you got the best and the worst of WWE production values <laughs> in the same match because let me tell you something: the golf cart spot. Yo. Was was one of the best things I've ever seen in my entire life because they did not do anything to tease it like 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 it was it was it was the RKO of 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 golf cart spots like 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 that was the golf cart's RKO moment you did not see that shit coming at all and look like it's the best type of like like you see in movies like people get hit by cars randomly and yeah. it's like. You know, but no, you can hear a car coming. Yo, you really can't hear a golf cart coming. And yeah, like, no, it was, it was, like, it was literally like, it was like the mean girl scene. Like, like that's literally yeah. <laughs> when, when Regina gets hit by the bus. Like that's, <laughs> that's what that shit was. Yo, it was, it was hysterical, man. And I, I loved it. I loved, I loved, I loved 99% of everything in that match, man. And, um, it was it was just fun, and and yeah, man. <laughs> he used a forklift. He jumped off the top of a forklift of a, of a pallet. Yeah, it was a fucking of a, yeah, of a pallet on a forklift. 
Dude, it was just it was just fun, man. They were having fun with the with the Thunderdome, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like and and that's God, I love the Royal Rumble. It's like good. They 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 pull out they 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 this one they pull out the stops for. You know what I mean? And not just the Rumble itself, but I mean like the regular matches, you know what I mean? Well, and so, all well, the matches. The Royal Rumble has always been the home of some of the best like WWE championship matches. I mean, I, I I can think off the top of my head, you have like the the Shawn Michaels Undertaker casket match where Shawn Michaels fucked his back up, which was yeah. a really fun match. You have uh, Kurt Angle, uh, Chris Benoit back in 03, which was really good. Um, I mean, and, and like I said, that's just off the, off the tip top of my head thinking of, of a couple uh, really good title matches that have, that have come through the Royal Rumble. Uh, what was it? Uh, last year, uh, two years ago, you had the Finn Balor, uh, Brock Lesnar match. That was that was at the Rumble, um, which was also excellent as well. So, yeah, Royal Rumble is all, is usually home to to some really good uh, some really good ones. So yeah, they always come to play, man. WWE always comes to play uh, with the Royal Rumble, man. Uh, you know, I like it because there's there's not there's no fat on it. There's no fat on that pay per view no. now, especially now that they have the two Rumbles. No fat on that pay per view. All meaningful matches, and then two Rumble matches. I love it. Um, Carmelo Sasha Banks was fine. Uh, that that feud's had its day, I think. Um, it's uh, Carmelo's a good opponent for Sasha for her first feud with that belt. With that belt, because again, Sasha's going to win. We all know that's going to happen. Carmelo's a good enough hand to be able to put some shine on her, and now Sasha Banks can move on to to bigger and better things. So yeah. Um. So let's talk about the Rumble matches themselves, uh, which were for my money solid this year. Uh, there wasn't anything super outstanding um, in one regard or the other. Uh, I think both of them had excellent finishes as well. Um, Especially the women's uh, rumble. Yeah. Well, and for, for not, very, not just for very different not, reasons, for very different reasons, yeah. they had, they had and, green finishes and not just like the victor, right? Like, right. Like, man, it was really good, man. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. Um, I was like when when Bianca Belair came out at three, I was really not expecting her to win. Like I like I was kind of almost a little disappointed when that happened because I'm like, oh, I re- like like I I didn't think she was going to win anyway because like I said, I, even though they've been building her up, like it just didn't. In the back of my mind, I'm like, I just don't know if it's her time yet, um, or if, or if they think it's her time yet. And then when she came out at three. I'm like, all right, this is going to be the one where she has she has a real long performance, and you know, and and she's going to get a lot of shine. But I I just don't think that she's going to win. Mm-hmm. So I was I was pleasantly surprised uh, when she did, um, which was excellent. She still got to look amazing, um, and it, it, overall, the solid match. I think Rhea Ripley. Also looked excellent, even in defeat. Um, many people were praising her dumping Alexa Bliss out of the ring uh, while she was <laughs> while she was fiending up. I guess you could say because uh, it's you, you, very very rarely do you see wrestlers do things that are smart and logical, right? Because a lot a lot of the suspension of disbelief comes from wrestlers doing dumb things that any normal person <laughs> would not do. Um, so that that was cool that that happened, and and again the finish itself. So you had you had her and Bel Air, and then you had Charlotte Flair, 
And having, you know, those two team up to kind of like, like symbolically, you know, or, well, they threw out Shark Flair, but there, there's a lot of symbology there because it was like, hey, we're the next class that's coming up yep. and, and it's, and it's our turn. It's our turn to take the stage. Right. Yeah. Like the, like the yeah. two of them being the last two in the match, I think was very, uh, was very cool. When, uh, when, um, Rhea Ripley came out, they started throwing people out. I was like, oh shit. Like she's going, she's, she's going the distance, right? Mm-hmm. Like she is, she's going to be in the final four. And, um, when we got to the final three, that's when I was a little scared. Yeah. I was like, oof, uh, I want, I want Bianca, Bel- I want this for Bianca Belair, but I would not be upset if Rhea Ripley got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it was the three of them, you know, WWE made a big, like, well, they made enough of a, you know, hubbub about, you know, can Charlotte be the, uh, a two time rumble winner, you know, two consecutive rumbles. And, and I'm like, Yo, they're not gonna do this, right? And then I hear, um, then I hear on the dirt sheets, so there was a rumor that someone, someone uh, close to WWE said, "Well, they're planning a couple different finishes, and one's gonna make fans really upset." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yo, is this it?" But um, like you said, when when the new class of of, of wrestlers uh, just just got rid of Charlotte. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm sitting in here and I'm like, let's go. Right. And, and, um, the one thing that I don't like about the, the Royal rumble, especially Mm -hmm. like Royal rumbles as of late, I don't like the dangling spot. Yeah, you know, they're they're Shawn Michaels. Yeah. They, well, cause they, they struck gold when it happened the first time. And then they like every year you get one person that would no, do would, it. And yeah, now it's that, like, everyone does it. Yeah, like they were doing it a lot. Like, and yeah. I'm, I'm like, yo, come on, man. Like, cause, like, for real, like these ropes are slippery, yo. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, especially when Bianca Belair was doing it, cause she, if I felt like she did it like three different times. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, one, the spot is played out. Uh, two, uh, I really don't want you to slip. Like, uh, because I want you to win this thing. Um, yeah, it's a played out spot. And I need them to. I need them to stop doing it. I need them to either find different, find other wrestlers to do the the gimmick. You know, oh, the feet didn't touch the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, or or just don't do it at all. Also, I, I, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need them to to stop. Um, I'm gonna need them to stop allowing wrestlers to just to just dip out. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Uh, it, it, it just kind of, it just kind of bothers. It, feel, me. it like feels like cheating, point, doesn't it? Yeah, like the <laughs> point of it is, is to, is to, to be in there. You're trapped in there with everyone else, and, and I, you know, it's a, they do it for story reasons, and it gives mm-hmm. you a little more leverage, but at the same time, like you're breaking your rules, right? And, and I get, you know, heels are supposed to break rules because they are heels. But like, I don't need everybody just slipping and sliding in and out the ring. Well, technically, they didn't go over. Nah, yo, nah. You you're in there. This is fucking Thunderdome. Uh, pun, you know, not intended. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the only way you're going out, the only way you're getting out that ring is if you're getting thrown out. Like, once you're in, you're in. I don't mind. You could do whatever you want 
before you get in the ring, right? You can be like Billy Kay and and or you or you or you can do what Edge did before the match started and went out and beat the beat the piss out of Randy Orton because he he had yeah. revenge on his mind. Like that's 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 one thing. So, right. but once the bell rings, like once you step in, you don't come out. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, it's it's again that's something that's also been more happening late more lately than yeah. than it ever did before. Um, so. As far as who Bianca Belair faces, I don't think she's going to be facing either of the current champions. I, th- I think one of the two of them will drop their title before WrestleMania. And I think you get Belair. And, and, and if I had to guess, if I had to guess, it's either going to be her versus Bailey at WrestleMania or I think the best feud or I think the best match that you could get is if Charlotte turns heel and you could you could set the pretense for her doing that with the dumb Lacey Evans shit that's going on right now with her with her and with her and her father. Charlotte turns heel, turns on Asuka, gets the title from her at Elimination Chamber, and then Bianca Belair challenges Charlotte. Okay. At WrestleMania. Um, I don't have a problem with that. I think heel Fla- Charlotte Flair is the best Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Um she just, she she she's very unlikable. <laughs> like like I you know I I like Charlotte, but like I like heel Charlotte. Yeah. Um, well, and and she still does like like <laughs> she still does like a lot of her heelish moves. Uh, yeah. Even as a babyface, like she still makes the referee come over and hold the ropes open for her when she gets in the ring and 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 all that stuff. Um, yeah. I think arguably that would be the best match available for Bianca Belair. Um, I don't think a face versus face match with her and Sasha Banks no. would would work well. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't necessarily like I, I thought I'd want Sasha Banks to turn heel, but I'm perfectly fine having Sasha Banks as a baby face right now. I think she's doing it well. So Um I think they will do the Bianca Belair Bailey thing. Yeah. I th- I think they will do that. You think um, it'll be a triple threat? Because I I can't imagine them not having Sasha Banks in that mix. Um, I don't want it to be a triple threat, mm-hmm. but th- yeah, now that you say it, yeah, uh, I think it will be right because if you have Bailey, because they're both on SmackDown, right? Yes. If you have Bailey take uh, all, all, all three of them are on, on SmackDown, so yeah. If you have Bailey take uh, the title from Sasha, uh, you know. Well, I'm gonna invoke my rematch clause that doesn't exist, and thus we need it to exist. And then it's gonna be a triple threat. And I don't want it to be a triple threat because I don't want the shine to be taken away from the Royal Rumble winner. I, I, I hate it. I, I think you're almost gonna get a similar story if they go that route that you had back in '04 when Chris Benoit won the Royal Rumble and Shawn Michaels was basically like, "Look, man, I know you won the Rumble and all, but uh, I got to be the one to fight Triple H because we got a lot of unfinished." fucking problems that we got to handle. And he basically interjected himself into the match in a lot of ways. I could see that happening with Bailey. Like yeah. you don't even have to take the belt off Sasha. Like Bailey can just kind of interject herself into the mix and, uh, and, and force her way in. So yeah. we'll see if they do uh, a couple other MVPs for me from that rumble. Um, Billy Kay has been doing a lot of great work and, and she continued to do so yeah. uh, in this match as well. Um, who, who else was a notable standout for you? Um, Victoria still got it. I yeah. was always a fan of, uh, Victoria and she's like 50, uh, still beating, beating the shit out of people. 
Um, I don't watch a lot of NXT, mm-hmm. but um, uh, I'm a fan of Tony Storm. Yeah, I like uh, Tony Storm a lot. I, I it's interesting that she's channeling the uh, the early '90s uh, Shawn Michaels uh, look in her in her in, <laughs> yeah. in, in some of her ring attire right now. Um, who else? Um, I was happy they finally paid off the Lana angle. Yeah, after after cool. several months, so <laughs> that was that fun. was cool. Um, I don't need to see Lana in ring anymore though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like I said, I don't watch a lot of NXT, but, uh, Shotzi Blackheart, uh, you know, she wasn't in there long, mm-hmm. uh, and I would have loved to have seen more of her, which I got to start watching, uh, NXT. I don't, I don't quite get Shotzi Blackheart. Like she's very popular. She doesn't really do a lot for me with her style in I the ring. I think it's because she comes out in a tank. Well, I mean, that's pretty that's cool. Like. That's pretty cool. But I, uh, <laughs> I, I would have much seen like a Candice LeRae. Uh, than than her or or an Io Shirai for that example, but Io Shirai is a champion right now, so that doesn't really work with her in the Rumble. So, um, those first three entrants: Bailey, Naomi, Bianca Belair. I mean, I would watch them wrestle all day, and yeah. like not in like a perverted way, right? <laughs> like I would do that too, but but like nah, yo, like those three, like they know what they're doing, and they're 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 the three of them are very very good. Um, so yeah, look. This was a this was a fun rumble, man. The the women's rumble I actually kind of liked more than the men's rumble. Um and uh yeah, and the person that I wanted to win won. So that, you know, I don't know what that does. But yeah, yeah, I I, I loved it. So on to the men's rumble. Um so Ed- edge winning was uh was a huge surprise to me. I I wouldn't have picked it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have picked it either. Um, and I'm also I'm I'm almost pleased that they that they did the reverse Austin with Randy Orton for this match. Um, I like I said I at, at first I thought he got legit hurt. Um, and then when when they kept showing it on camera, yeah, I was like, they okay. showed him. When like, they showed him in the back, yeah, I'm like all right, yeah, all right. Yeah, they're just they're 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 just they're just trying to sell sell it on. Um, I think Big E acquitted himself really well in this Rumble. Um, I think that that was an obvious, uh, you know, he they they were obviously focusing on him in a lot of ways. Uh, Daniel Bryan ended up being more of a non-factor than I thought, even though he did make the final five, I believe, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think Seth Rollins came back in in perfect fashion, uh, showing that you know I I always worry when guys are out for like family related reasons because I always I always wonder if they're going to get like the sympathy return. So I'm I'm happy that he's still being the douchebag heel <laughs> yeah. that he is because I because I like Seth Rollins best uh, in in that form. Um, yeah, and and like I said, AJ Styles doing some cool stuff. I would expect that AJ Styles to also be more in the mix. Uh, later on, I thought he was a, a dark horse candidate to actually win the match. Uh, mm-hmm. In all honesty, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was a solid rumble, and like I said, the finish was great because when when they had Randy Orton come back out after Edge eliminated, uh, uh, was it Braun Strowman was the was the last person that he had out, or was it Rollins? It was Rollins, wasn't it? Um, Rollins. Yeah, it was. It was so so he eliminated Rollins. People were like, "Oh, that's it." And then, and of course, Randy Orton, you know, comes back in the ring and RKO's him, and then goes to throw him out. Like I thought for sure, 
that Orton was going to chuck him. So to have Edge turn it around and and reverse the Irish whip and, and toss him out of the ring was a very cool surprise. Yeah. Um, they got us again because 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 we because well, I mean look we we thought we were going to have that ending. Uh, what year was it? It was there. There was a rumble that we thought. Uh, what was the, who who won when Roman Reigns got last eliminated? I think it was in seventeen, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I can't remember. They 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 got us with that one time because we there there was a year where Roman Reigns and somebody else was in the last two. Was and it Shinsuke Nakamura? It might have. It might have been. No, I don't think. I don't think Nakamura was the last. Roman was the last one in the Nakamura Rumble, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. I think it was 17. It was Randy Orton. Yeah, Randy Orton threw out Roman Reigns. And for some reason, people were like, oh, we're so much happier that it was Randy Orton and not, and not Roman Reigns. <laughs> so, which is, which is always funny to me. Oh, man. Um, look, I I had no dog in this fight mm-hmm. in, in the men's Rumble. I didn't care who won it. Um, I was just enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, uh, yo, I, I would not have picked in a million years, uh, Edge to be the winner. Uh, Carlito came back, uh, looking like a bag of apples. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kane came back looking like a bag of donuts. Kane <laughs> <laughs> Kane was big, man. Kane was real big. Like this needs to be his last, like. Or you need to put some pants on the man or something, dude. You you know they're going to get him to they're they're they're, they're going to get him to twenty. They're going to get him to an even twenty rumbles before it's all said and done. You know that's gonna that's gonna happen. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I find it amazing that that WWE. There's a lot of feel good fan moments in this in this year's pay per view, mm-hmm. and I'm finding amazing that like. The year that they just don't have a live crowd mm-hmm. is the year where you get a lot of really good. Uh, you got two fan favors that won the thing. Mm-hmm. You got uh, an Edge and Christian reunion. Yeah, that 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 honestly, like I said, that was that was <laughs> shocking. Yeah, man. Like I was ready for a five second pose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even though you know, there's no point. Like nobody has like disposable cameras anymore. But um, yeah, man, uh, there was there was some stuff in here that was that could have got some real like really good pops and 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 they tried their best um, with the with the simulation uh, crowd and the simulation holy holy shit chant <laughs> <laughs> for Kevin Owens. Um, I you know it just we live in a weird time. I think the I think the fact that there's one instance where not having a crowd was probably beneficial, and that was the ending to that last man standing match. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, because you know how crowds are. Yeah, they would they would they would have spelled the they would have spelled the botch and yeah, they, and they just would not let it go. Might, might, we might have gotten a you fucked up chant though. That would have been fun. So. <laughs> that would that that would have been exciting. Um, yeah, it was solid. Like I said, had a good time. Like you said, the Royal Rumble is a no filler event nowadays. Like again, we had four title matches and two Royal Rumbles on that card. Hey, that's that. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, 
all, all killer, no filler on 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 the Royal Rumble. So, um, and again, the Royal Rumble is a difficult match to fuck up. So it's it, it's it's the it's the pay per view event where you get the best odds of of it being really good. Uh, Money in the Bank is the same way. It's it's difficult to to fuck up a Money in the Bank match, even if you just do a boilerplate Money in the Bank. Yeah. Um. And and last year's even was really interesting. They making them making them the best of a of a bad situation with that. So, yeah. um, Black RKO in in the Discord asks, uh, "Are you enjoying the Alexa Bliss Orton feud as much as I am?" Um, so it's weird, right? Like I feel like they're almost leaning too far into like fiend land when it comes to. Alexa Bliss, like it's 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 like they know that they're 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 running out of time where they don't have to do everything in front of a live crowd anymore. So they're trying to get all the goofy shit in that they can that they can um, before they start having live crowds again. I mean, I was gonna say, look, if you're going to do it, do it and get it out of your system. Mm -hmm. You know, because like you said, they're going to start letting people back in soon. I need you to go if you're gonna if you're gonna be wacky if you're gonna be spooky and all that, do it. Get it out of your system so that we don't have to see it once the live crowds come back. Right? Because you're not going to be able to pull it off the way that you should. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not going to look the way you want it to look. It's going to look like bugs projected onto the mat or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's not going to look good. So do it while you can. Hurry up. Get it out of your system. Let's move on. Like I like the fiend as a character, hmm. but the, the the problem with Bray Wyatt is that he he's really creative and he has a really good imagination and he comes up with these these really cool characters that in a movie would be great. Hmm. But in this world of professional wrestling, where everyone should be striving to achieve a, a title belt mm -hmm. none of his characters make sense with it like unless his characters are like you know i need this because i believe that this this thing this object is going to give me power mm -hmm. the, you know all right then fine but his characters don't like what is the point of his characters just to just to be an agent of chaos mm -hmm. just to get in people's way and and if that's the case, he's never going to be the main eventer that people want him to be. Like it, it was weird with Bray Wyatt having those having a, having a title belt. Yeah, it's weird with the Fiend having a title belt. Well, and and the fact when he lost it to Goldberg, um, that just told me that they didn't have a plan to get it off of. Right. You know what I mean? Like they're just like, ah, let's just like Goldberg get it, and then we'll, and then he can drop it to to Braun Strowman. Or whatever, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I think I, I enjoy that stuff as long as it has a real purpose. Um, with the Alexa Bliss stuff, like the fireball spot with Randy Orton, that was cool. Her sitting on the ring corner, like with blood coming out of her mouth, is weird. You know what I mean? Like, like that there doesn't seem to be as much of a purpose to that. Um, you know, as, as the other stuff, but it'll be interesting to see how they pay off the Orton uh, Bray Wyatt. Uh, situation at the end of the yeah. day. Um, 
Rev Hall asked, "Did you laugh? Did you laugh at how Alexa Bliss grand open and grand close in the Royal Rumble?" I honestly, the funniest part of that was that like eight eight women ganged up on her because they were like that. That's the kind of shit that that works with that. Like when they're like like when they pay attention to like she's scary. Yeah. So we're gonna all like fucking team up and and stomp the shit out of her. Yeah, and then like <laughs> like I said when she when she was fiending up. Um, you know, Ray Ruff was like, fuck this. Like, <laughs> right. yeah, man. Like, no, nah, we don't need, I, I don't like ghost shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, EB Gamer asks, uh, does Edge pick Roman or Drew, or will there be a title change beforehand, uh, for the current champions? Now, this is, this is interesting, right? So, like, much like Bianca Belair, I don't see, as compelling of a match with either of the current champions for Edge. Um the and, and the that's the only problem with Edge winning is that the logical opponent for him is Randy Orton. I don't think anyone really wants to see another Edge versus Randy Orton. We've already we've already gotten it. The whole point of Edge coming back and us being excited is is that he gets he can fight against new people that we haven't right. seen him wrestle. Um, the rumor is that it's supposed to be edge versus Roman Reigns. I don't necessarily see a compelling storyline there that you can come up with other than like, like, Oh, like you think you're running this shit, Roman Reigns. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here for a last hurrah. Like that, like, and I, I, I'm, I don't know. I I, I don't see that. The old guard, new guard thing. Yeah, I don't uh, like. We literally just watched that. Right. I, I don't. I don't need it. Um, yeah. I. I don't see either one of those guys giving getting up off the belts. Right. Um, no, not see. not before WrestleMania. Certainly. Nope. Not before WrestleMania. So. Um, and and you're right. I don't see Edge and um, um, Drew. McIntyre, uh, because they're not they're not going to do that match. They're not. You can't turn Edge heel. Mm-hmm. Like people won't allow it. And Drew McIntyre is better as a face. Like he's like his personality is is he feels he feels way more at ease. He feels like himself, right? Right. He feels like his personality turned up to eleven or whatever. Well, and and now now he's on a collision course with Sheamus. I don't necessarily think that's his WrestleMania match. Nah. Like I like I think that's an in-between stop for him. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's 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 weird. Like ha- having Edge there is is super strange. Um in ter- in terms of just who he's going to who he's going to wrestle right now. Yeah. Honestly, the be- the best match for Edge right now of the matches available wouldn't make any sense. Because the best match would probably be have him fighting Finn Balor for the NXT title. But why the fuck would Edge compete for the NXT belt? Because he's never had it. I guess. But he, <laughs> but, mean, but, he, but, he, but he doesn't strike me as like, well, I've never had this belt. So, I mean, he's also never been universal champion either, technically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, if, you, if you want to get technical about it. So, um, John, Dark Meat Babyface, great, great. Uh, Discord handle, by the way, says that Micah needs to read this, but I'll, I'll give it a shot and I'll I'll make sure to censor the part that he's that he says is the reason that Micah needs to read it. Um, so he says to check out the Yokozuna Icons documentary if you have time. 
One of his favorite parts was how Roman Reigns was talking about how proud and happy he was to see a family member win the WWF title at WrestleMania 9. And, his, and then his response to the red and yellow racist coming out to ruin it was, oh, here we go, which I personally read as this ninja here. And he also said it tripped me out about being reminded how much some older Samoan men can look like uncles at a black cookout. <laughs> yeah, he's right. <laughs> um, so y- Yokozuna is an interest. I didn't watch the the icons uh, feature on him yet. Um, Yokozuna is an interesting character in WWE lore because I don't truly think that he's held up as like one of the legends of WWE. Partially because his prominent period was one of the low periods in the company's history. Um, so that's certainly part of it. Uh, the other part of it is that he's a 500-pound dude that had the mobility of a guy that was 500 pounds. So it wasn't like he was exactly the greatest. Like like he he was the optimal version of what John Tenta would, could hope to be yeah. in many ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the, what the the two things that Yokozuna is most notable for are that are WrestleMania Nine, which is more of an enigmatic moment, thanks to Hulk Hogan being a douchebag, and and the cat and and the casket match against the Undertaker or casket matches against the Undertaker. Yeah, and that's kind of it. Yeah, I, you know, with all due respect to the man and his family, mm. I, I, you know. Yokozuna does not he's he's not um he certainly is memorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I will give him that. Um but I I don't uh I you know, I don't I'm trying to not sound like Jay, but like <laughs> the, the 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 super duper heavyweights. Yeah. I I'm not terribly impressed by them. They they I don't want to say it's a freak show. But it, it it makes well they're they're limited right they're limited they're limited right. in what they can do into into what they into what they can do right and and then the whole gimmick was just you know when I found out that I was real young when I thought uh, uh, like I was I was right there with you I did not I did not realize Every, I, that he was I that think he was everybody so did <laughs> I think everybody thought it was Japanese no matter how much of a North California accent he had when he said bonsai, right? Like uh, no Japanese people don't sound like that. Get out of here. <laughs> but um, but the you know as I get older and I I find out more about the man, I'm just like, yo, this is mad racist, yo. Like <laughs> <laughs> like like I I just don't I you know. But it's wrestling. Wrestling right. is. But I mean, know. but again, like his most prominent moments, you know. What like like when I think of Yokozuna, I think of you know him getting body slammed by Lex Luger. Right, by I, Lex Luger. You know, and 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 WrestleMania ten when he was beaten by Bret Hart, that's not the match I think of when I think about Bret Hart and WrestleMania ten. Right. Like I think about <laughs> Bret versus Owen. Um, and yeah, so like like Yokozuna was you know the greatest super. He- I mean. Was he the greatest super heavyweight of all time? Would you consider Andre the Giant to be a super heavyweight? 
what is what is a super heavyweight? Let's just name a, an arbitrary weight, right? Four fifty. Four fifty, I think, is a fair a fair it, weight. It, and if that's the case, I have to imagine that even in his, I I, I would imagine that that uh, Andre the Giant in his later years mm-hmm. was was around that weight. So, uh, and I'm, I'm being real generous because I'm trying to, because obviously it's Andre the Giant, right? Right. It, it, but who else is there? You got Mabel. Right. Who, uh, you know, no. You know, John, John Tenta slash Earthquake would be right. on that list. Uh, Haystacks Calhoun, which is much more of a British thing, like some British wrestlers would probably uh, put him into the mix. Yeah. Over anyone. Um, I don't think one man gang qualifies. Like I think he was just under the super heavyweight uh, threshold. I would assume. So Andre the Giant is billed at five twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's you know he's billed at five twenty. I I don't know what his actual weight is. Right. I don't think Big Show was ever anywhere near that right. that weight class. So right. Otherwise, it would be him. Like, 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 if you'd consider him a super heavyweight, then I guess. But I, but I consider him more of a giant. So I guess, I guess, Andre the Giant is more of a giant too in that in that respect. Yeah, like, like, technically, um, technically, uh, what's that dude? Uh, what's that dude who fought uh, the Undertaker at WrestleMania Nine? Oh, Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> Yeah, technically, Giant Gonzalez, I think, is over 450. Right, but he you wouldn't but, classify him as a super heavyweight. Right. I would classify him as a giant, so. Oh, you know what? It's it's probably between Yokozuna and and King Kong Bundy is probably the other guy that you could, that you could make the argument for. Yeah. And yeah. I think you'd probably have to give it to Yokozuna in that case. Yeah, I would do that. So, yeah, I'll still watch the documentary uh, because I think I I find that entire family. I find the idea of just like wrestling families Mm -hmm. uh, interesting uh, on, you know, inherently. Uh, So, yeah, I'll check out that documentary. I'm I'm sure I will. So I I need to take more advantage of the WWE documentaries because by and large, they're very good. And I don't I don't partake in them enough. I the only time I remember to turn on the WWE network is at the end of the month. So. <laughs> so there you go. Um, that is the show. Question: We got two pay per views before WrestleMania. Fuck, I, I always forget that having that extra <laughs> yeah. that, that March that extra March pay per view always fucks with me. Well, because I I, I I associate WrestleMania as a March show, even though it pretty much always happens in April at this point. Yeah, it it it's it's an April. It's the April show. Yeah, in in, in my brain, but but Backlash is also an April show. Uh, yeah, or or, uh, or, or whatever. I don't think I don't think Backlash is the April pay per view anymore. I think it's Extreme Rules now, which is which is the April show, which doesn't make well, any I, sense because the whole point I of Backlash reason, was that it's was that it's like the it's yeah. the aftermath from WrestleMania. Yeah, like that's why it's named Backlash. Right. <laughs> they need to hire us, Micah. We're we're, we're like, we 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 could just be the we could just be the lot the logisticians for for WWE. Like when they when Vince does something stupid, we could be like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> Do do this different thing, yeah. But then he'll just be like, uh, "You're fired." Right. Give me people who will who will listen to me. 
<laughs> Give me people who will do what I tell them to do. <laughs> like, all right. So, well, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you guys very much for submitting your questions to the Dense Pixels Post Office, now exclusively on Discord. And again, if you're not in the Discord yet, uh, go to densepixels.com slash fans uh, to the Facebook group so you can get the link to the Discord. We're not quite ready to make that public yet. Um, we'll probably make it public once the Facebook group goes away. Um, but for right now, that's the only way to get in there. So go to the Facebook group first, join there, and then join the Discord. Because eventually we're shifting over there uh, full time. Make sure you subscribe to this show as well as all the other fantastic TNP podcasts on whatever podcast app suits your fancy. Uh, make sure to follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash densepixels. Uh, and follow us on Twitch. I'm densepixelsbrad, Terrence is Apparition410, and Carrie is Suffit's Carrie. Uh, that's it. Uh, again, look out for Upstage next week. Of course, new look forward coming. Um, and all the other TNP shows that you get for free also coming down the pipe. So, see you next week. <laughs>